0: Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today. We want to continue our series of podcasts called Change Our Perspective. We're asking the Lord to change our mindset towards things that will help us in the Christian life simply by thinking better about them and valuing them more. This past Sunday we were speaking about the love of Christ, and I can't think of anything I'd rather preach about than the amazing love of Christ, so it was a true joy and privilege for me to do so, and I actually spoke from one of my favorite chapters in all of Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 to 15. I just want to read those two uh, verses right now and use them as the foundation for what we're going to talk about today. Paul speaking says, for the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this that one has died for all, and therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. We spoke about living for Christ instead of living for ourselves, and we spoke about the amazing, profound love of Christ is the motivating force in every Christian's life to do that. To lay their life down, to no longer live for their own dreams and their own wishes and their own will, but for Christ's. And the reason someone would do that is because of the amazing, profound love of Christ. And Paul actually says that love controls him to live for Christ instead of for himself. Now, the word control is tricky because it might mean that Paul had no option. The love of Christ simply took over his body and started moving it in ways and shapes that he didn't really want it to, but he had no option because it was controlling him. That's not really what he meant. What he was basically saying is the love of Christ is such a powerful, motivating force in his life that he wants to live for Jesus versus live for himself because he's been so captivated by the love of Christ. He's been so inspired by what Christ did for him that he wants to do the very same back for the Lord. So this past Sunday, we spent all of our time talking about the controlling or motivating love of Christ, and it was such a powerful lesson even for me to go through. But I've been thinking about this for the past day or so, that in every story or movie that you watch, there's always some kind of conflict. There's always some kind of obstacle or rival that someone has to get over. In fact, I don't think you can make a good story without a conflict. And so no matter how happy or peaceable a movie or a book starts off, there's always some conflict coming. And I thought about that recently going, well, what is the conflict to the controlling love of Christ? And I didn't have to go far in my mind before a passage just kind of popped out into it. And it's from the very same person, the Apostle Paul, from the book right before Second Corinthians. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and I want you to listen to just a few verses that Paul speaks about, and I want you to notice sort of the conflict that he, he brings up to the love of Christ. He says in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 12, he says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and stomach for the food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Paul is saying, listen, there's two ways to ask questions. You can ask this question, is it lawful? Or you can phrase it this way, is it wrong? And Paul says, there's a better question to ask than that. He says, the question that I want to ask of myself and I want you guys to ask of yourself is, is it helpful? Do you see how you spin the question kind of on its end from going, is it wrong? Can I get away with it? Is this the worst thing? To asking the question, does it benefit me? Does it benefit the Lord? Does it benefit other people? Paul said, listen, if we flip that question on its end and started asking the question, is it helpful? We would arrive at better decisions. And Paul is speaking about a a very big sin in this passage called sexual immorality. And he's using that as the foundation to say, listen, if you want to ask the question, can I get away with this? And I, I like think a lot of people actually use that question when they're thinking about you know sexual immorality, at least in the sense of not harming somebody. They're going, well, if it doesn't harm anybody, then maybe it's not wrong. Like you know, if I do something in private that's just according to my own body and I don't hurt anybody, then is it really wrong? And Paul says, well, that's a bad question. The question should be asked the complete opposite way: Is it helpful? And then Paul says this, he says, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. And I just thought that was such interesting phrasing to think about this controlling love of Christ, because Paul is the one who said, I will be controlled by the love of Christ. And then in verse Corinthians six, he says, I will not be dominated by anything. So is he contradicting himself? No, I think Paul is basically saying, I won't let anything else take over me except the love of Christ. The love of Christ is the only thing I'll allow to control me. And therefore, everything else that seeks to control me and seeks to take over me or dominate me is a rival. And so I'm going to call the podcast today Love Rivals because in every sort of thing that is good upon this earth that we're trying to strive for, there's some kind of conflict and rival to accomplishing that. When I was uh, engaged to my wife or even dating my wife in Michigan you know, almost 12 years ago now, um, I noticed that there were other guys who were interested in Janine. Some of them were guys that she had never dated and some of them were guys that she had dated previously and you know, kind of wanted to get things going with her again in, in a relationship. And so I noticed it, there wasn't a lot of these or it wasn't a big conflict, but I noticed that I sort of had to overcome some of these guys. <laughs> Some of these guys who are trying to like you know, step in on my relationship with Janine and go, you know, I'd like to date her, and I kind of had to stand my ground and kind of, you know, for lack of a better phrase, fight them off. Even though nothing physical or verbal really took place, but I had to, I had to step firmly into this relationship with Janine and not allow her to slip through my fingers. And in every relationship, there's some kind of obstacle. And I want you to think about some of the relationships you've had, or maybe even some of your favorite stories. There's conflicts and rivals to that. Paul was basically being very honest about this, saying, listen, there's rivals to the love of Christ. And if we're not careful, those rivals can step in the place of the love of Christ, and we can actually be controlled or dominated by the wrong things. If we don't ask the right question, is it helpful? I want to bring up three categories Of things that are rivals to the love of Christ. That if we're not controlled by the love of Christ, if we're not motivated by the love of Christ, these are the reasons why. These are the three big ones that I thought of, and I'm sure there's more than this. But I want to think about these rivals, and then I want to think about how to overcome these rivals as we finish our podcast today. And hopefully, the Lord will change your perspective on seeing these things as obstacles, because these things are not inherently wrong, except one of them. One of them is sin. That one, of course, is inherently wrong. But the other ones are not inherently wrong, but what happens is when they get in the way of the love of Christ, they become wrong because now they're a conflict and an obstacle to the thing that should be motivating us every single day, the love of Christ, okay? The first one I want to talk about is self. Self, simply the things that we want, okay? That is often a huge rival to following Jesus Christ, okay? So most Christians would say, We love Jesus and we want to follow Jesus. But what happens often is self will pop up as a rival to the love of Christ. Things like our desires. Okay, so God has a will and I have things that I want to accomplish in this life as well. And the two will often combat each other. God's will will be this and my desires will be over here on the other side. And I then have to choose between something that I want in this life or something that God wants out of my life, and that's immediately a rival. The interesting thing about it is, it's something that I desire, and the conflict comes from within. It's something that it's a base desire of mine. It could be, it could be anything. It could be a job. Could be something that you want to do or live for. It could be, could be money. Could be fame. Could be fortune. Could be just general happiness. But whatever it is, it becomes a rival to the love of Christ, because we're supposed to be motivated by the love of Christ, to live for Christ and no longer ourselves. And Paul even brought that up in 2 Corinthians 5, saying that's the first rival, to no longer live for ourselves. Self is the first rival that comes up in the Christian life. Our desires, our glory, our dreams, our happiness, even our own relationships can step in the way of the love of Christ. And that becomes a conflict when that happens. And using Paul's sort of Uh, answer a question that he uses to answer this question, he says, listen, is it wrong to have things in this life? Is it wrong to experience things and even chase things that we want? Is it really wrong to want my own happiness and my own dreams to be fulfilled and and even a little bit of self-glory? And Paul would say, well, maybe, maybe not, but maybe you're already asking the wrong question. Is it wrong or is it lawful? Maybe the question we should ask is, is it helpful? Is it helpful to the will and the glory in the kingdom of God? Because that's why you've been created. And more than that, that's why you've been redeemed. You were created for God's will. We became sinners. We fell away from the glory and the relationship of God. And then he actually spilled the blood of his son in order to redeem us and to purchase us back from sin so that we could once again live for the reason we were created, the will and the glory of God. And when you and I chase our own stuff, instead of Christ, instead of what Christ wants for us out of this life, it immediately becomes bad. It may not have started bad, but when that replacement happens and Christ's will and Christ's desires have to take a backseat to the things that I want, it's wrong. It's incredibly wrong. And the way we got there was probably very benign. It was probably just saying, listen, these are the things I want and they're not wrong. So why not? Instead of going, well, wait a minute. My entire goal upon this earth is to live for Jesus Christ. And are the things that I want out of this life helpful in accomplishing the will and the glory of God? If my dreams and my desires and my glory and my happiness aren't in harmony with following Jesus Christ, Paul would say, they're wrong. You're being dominated by something that is not God, is not the love of Christ, and now it has become wrong. And self is a tricky one because, again, it often comes to us very benign, very no big deal, and and we often don't even recognize that it's wrong until it's too late. Paul is basically telling us today, be careful. Be careful that yourself does not get in the way of the love of Christ. Because this world has been presented to us as the American dream. You know, get what you want out of this life. And and when all things are ideal, God will be happy because you'll have some religion in your life. And you'll be happy because you'll be able to chase your own dreams and happiness. And the scriptures kind of speak that that that's never possible. It's never possible to chase both. It doesn't mean both don't happen simultaneously. Like I'm going to tell you as a pastor that um, when I'm serving the Lord, Jesus Christ, when I'm doing what he's called me to do, I am completely fulfilled in that. And I mean that. I am happy. My desires are fulfilled. My dreams are fulfilled. My, My relationships are all going well when I am following the will of the Lord. But if I chase my glory and my desires and my happiness versus the will of Christ, then that harmony is immediately broken. And now I have my dreams and my glory, at least temporarily, but I don't have the will of God happening in my life. So I can accomplish both of these things, but the way that I accomplish them is by chasing the glory and the will and the desires of Jesus Christ. Because that's how God created me. He did not create me to live for Jesus Christ and be completely unhappy. Like, okay, Jesus is happy, but I'm not happy. And that, that's the sacrifice that I'm making. I want him to be happy and I want me to be miserable. No, that's not how God created us. He created us to be happy and fulfilled while we're serving our Lord because that's our design. That's our purpose. I mean, if I was a creator and an inventor of something and whatever I created would serve the purpose that I created it for. And it would be perfectly working then, right? I mean, whatever. Let's take your cell phone, for example. I'm using that to record this on. And when your cell phone is working properly, you're, you're content with it, generally speaking, right? It's it's making phone calls. It's texting. You can check the internet and social media. And you can play games on it, listen to music on it, because that's why it was created. And it's going well. And you generally will, until the phone gets really slow or broken, you'll, you'll be fine with that device. But if the phone stops working, it stops making phone calls and you can't text on it and you can't use the internet and you can't play music, you can't use directions in your car and, and the phone's not working, it becomes a piece of junk very quickly and you start looking for a new phone, a new device. Well, God had created us, each of us, to serve his will, to serve his glory. So our DNA, our makeup is that when we're serving the will of God, we are fulfilled, we are happy. Because that's how God created us. And I'm going to tell you that from first-hand experience, that when I am serving the Lord, I am fulfilled. I am happy. I'm not looking for other things to satisfy me because I have found my satisfaction. And I believe that's what's Paul's saying in 2 Corinthians 5. The love of Christ controls me because I've concluded that Jesus died for me and therefore I want to live for him. I want to because he loved me. And he's amazing and he's profound and he's valuable to my soul. I want to live for him. I'm not telling you something I don't want to do. I'm telling you something I do want to do. But self is often a rival to the love of Christ. We start casually, little by little, compromising the love of Christ with what we want out of this life. And when self becomes a rival, it becomes evil. genuinely, it becomes evil. When the things that I want get in the way of what God wants, those things are now evil. And that doesn't mean they're inherently evil. Like like I'll give you an example. when I was before I was following the Lord in my mid-20s, I was really into sports. I mean, I watched it, I talked about it, I thought about it. You could basically say I was addicted to sports. Now are sports evil? Like is is it wrong to play sports or watch sports or talk about sports? And most of us would say no, of course not. Sports are not evil. But it had become evil in my life because it had gained too much strength. It had become my priority. It's the thing that I thought about, it's the thing that I worshiped, it's the thing that I found my happiness in. And do you notice what happened? Something neutral or good became evil. Because it gained too much strength. And that happens with anything that is in our lives. If it's a rival and an obstacle to the love of Christ, then it's no longer helping us. In fact, it's hurting us. It's hurting our ability to serve the kingdom of God. The next one I thought of was sin. Um, Sin, of course, is a huge obstacle and rival to serving the kingdom of God. And sin can take on all shapes and sizes and forms. It could be little sins that plague us each and every day. It could be big lifestyle sins that we we almost don't know how to break. But whatever sin comes in the way of the love of Christ, it is there to destroy us. It's there to remove our ability and opportunity to follow Jesus Christ. Sin is one of those things that scripture often speaks about, has to die. Because it will not ever allow us to serve Jesus Christ if it exists in our life. Okay, so Think about a sin that you've struggled with maybe even recently. That sin was placed there or that temptation to sin was placed there to get you off of your course in following Jesus Christ. Every single sin that we struggle with was given to us from the evil one so that we can follow that instead of the love of Christ. Sin is immediately an obstacle. I don't care what kind of sin or how long you've been doing it. When we sin... We are not serving Jesus Christ. Every single sin that comes into our life is evil, and we need to put a bullseye on it. And I've thought about sins recently that I need to put a bullseye on, because they they kind of pop up without much notice. And before I know it, I'm doing that thing again that I don't really want to do, but in the moment I do want to do because it's nice and it's easy and it's comfortable and it gives me some pleasure— But in the daylight, I don't want to do that thing because I know that thing deters me from from the love of Christ. And scripture tells me, listen, sin has to die. Sin has to die. You have to kill sin. You have to take that sin outside and shoot it and kill it because that sin is there to destroy you. And there's nothing else you could do with sin except destroy it. Because sin is one of the biggest obstacles, if not the biggest obstacle to the love of Christ. The third category I thought of is simply stuff. And you could put anything there. I just used three S's, self, sin, and stuff. Now, we we live in a modern society in America where there's so many things. Some good, some bad, some neutral, but there's so many things occupying our time. I mean, now that we have the internet and we have smartphones and we have devices always traveling with us, it seems like our minds are always occupied with something. And I'm even noticing that with my young children. As if we're not careful as parents, my children can be zombies and can focus upon technology too much. And stuff often gets in the way of our service for the Lord and the love of Christ. And again, stuff isn't inherently wrong. But what happens is when stuff steps in the way of following Jesus Christ, it becomes wrong, very wrong. Deadly wrong. And I I don't want to put specifics on this one because I don't know exactly what kind of stuff holds you back from the Lord. But I want to think about some categories of things. Hobbies. You know, TV shows and movies. Um, Things we like to do with our time. Things, people we like to spend time with. Things we like to spend our money on. You could put any sort of category there. Relationships and something like that gets too much strength in our life and suddenly we're following it instead of him we're spending more of our time on it than we are with him and you don't think that maybe this can happen like maybe things like that just will never gain that much strength but of course that's wrong because i told you before sports became something in my life that was an idol it's something that became evil in my life because it became something i was worshipping and serving instead of the lord jesus christ and guys, that's incredibly wrong. It was something that I had to overcome. It was something that I had to put a bullseye on and say, this is wrong and it needs to change. And I didn't start calling sports evil. I started calling my mindset and perspective on sports evil. And when I did that, the Lord helped me overcome it. But stuff in all shapes and sizes and forms becomes a rival to the love of Christ. And I want you to do as an exercise, I want you to simply think today, about the things that you spend your time on regularly. Things that you do when you get home. Things that you do when you wake up. Things that you do almost without thinking about it because you like it and others like it and you have fun doing it. And I want you to ask the question, not is it lawful or is it wrong? I want you to ask the question, does it help me serve Jesus? Does this thing and the time that I spend on it enhance my ability to serve Jesus? Now, the answer honestly might be yes. Let me give you another example. Sports to me has now come back into my life as something that is a recreation for me. It's something to relax my mind. I used to be addicted to it and I used to do it every single waking moment. And then for a long season, I had to give it up and not do it at all anymore because I didn't know how to properly manage it. Now it's come back into my life. And I told you sports isn't wrong. And now I'm able to see it properly most times And now it's become a recreation for me. Now when I turn a game on or watch golf or something like that, it relaxes my mind and and it gets my mind to simply take a respite. And now it actually enhances my ability to follow Jesus Christ because it gives me a little bit of a break, a little bit of a mind break from all the taxing things I do as a pastor. And it's restful and it's recreation. And then it helps me get back up after resting for a while and, and start serving the Lord again. And I've kind of considered that in my life, going, man, is this thing wrong or is this thing okay? And and I actually think, to most degrees, things like that, that are simple hobbies that you do as respite, can be good. I'm not the kind of person that start wants to call everything wrong and wants to be legalistic and say, listen, everything besides serving the Lord Jesus is wrong. But I do want to ask the question: Does it help me serve the kingdom of God? And I want us to be very honest about that, because if we can't be honest about that, we can never overcome these potential obstacles in our life. The first one was self. The second one was sin. And the third one is stuff. And often they become love rivals, rivals to following the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul said, listen, I don't want to be dominated by anything. I don't care if it's food or sleep or relationships or hobbies. I'm not going to let anything captivate my mind except the love of Christ. It doesn't mean I won't have any of those things. But I won't even let food or hunger or sleep take control of my body to the place where I'm now serving it instead of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to keep everything a distant second in my love relationship with the Lord. And if it's not enhancing my ability to serve Jesus Christ, then I'm going to call it evil and I'm going to get rid of it because it's a love rival. And if it's a love rival, it's there to hurt me. It's there to destroy my ability to serve God. And I won't have it. I won't be dominated by anything. The only thing I want to control me is the pure love of Christ. I would hope that you would take the time and think about these things today. Is self, is sin, and is stuff in your way right now of the great love of Christ? Is it gained too much strength? Is it gained too much time and too much energy and too much focus? in your life to pull you away from the greatest thing that you have which is Jesus and his love for you and if we will answer that question honestly and we'll ask the question is it helpful instead of is it lawful we'll get to many better decisions in this life and we will I believe be more focused upon the love of Christ than anything else and therefore we will be better servants and better soldiers for the kingdom of God I hope this is a blessing to you I hope this is helpful. It's been helpful to my soul. Do that necessary exercise, and I believe it will help us change our perspective on what's the most important thing in our life, which is clearly the Lord Jesus and his great love for us. Thanks for tuning in. Many blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkes-Barre. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.